The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must take America back as liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Lord knows they'll try to silence our voices. They'll pretend to be patriots, fighting for fairness for all. They're not even fit to hold office. What they believe doesn't fit with freedom at all. We must take America back, Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need me. Not stick us and bleed us, and ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must take America back as liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back.
Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Statmiller, with you on this Wednesday. What is the date today? The second day of May 2018. <sighs> How disconcerting it is being stuck in traffic and hearing the bumper of your program being played. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, everybody's coming to Texas. People from California. They can't get out of the state fast enough. Um, please, can we build a fence around Texas? I mean, all the way around. Protect ourselves from the liberals from California and Minnesota and Michigan, and they're all coming down here to Texas. I want a damn wall all the way around this state. Uh, do we have Gordon Martinez yet? I'm sorry? Ten minutes. He got the time zone screwed up? Oh, it... Okay, so... If it's 6 o'clock here, what time is it in Vegas? Oh, they're on... (laughs) Can we get rid of this? What is the deal with daylight savings, and who are they saving it for, and who's benefiting from it? Inquiring minds want to know. All right. Waiting for my computer to warm up here. Thanks, guys, for the prep. Well, is there uh, is there any whitener in that? Taste it. Huh? Taste it. See if you need no, more. No, 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 no. I, I can tell by looking at it. Cream? Yes. I used to be a waiter. I'm good at stuff like that. I can identify a bad cup of coffee just by the smell of it. (laughs) Thank you very much. All right. Waiting here. Gordon Martinez, by the way. He, um, gold shield out there and, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, It's, it's fine. If that's all you, that's the best that can be done with that. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Julie. Um, out in Vegas, running for county sheriff, uh, that would be Clark County out in Nevada. Wow. Do you think we would have gotten the same response from the county sheriff if Gordon Martinez would have been in there? Do you think he would have allowed the FBI to run roughshod over that entire investigation? And we'll get his thoughts on that as well. Uh, He's of the opinion uh, that there was some Saudi clown out there and a big operation was run. And uh, we'll get his take on that. Uh, You know, that was a lot of effort. If that was a cover from some Saudi douchebag from Saudi Arabia... And they had to kill a bunch of people in order to do it. Uh, And then the FBI comes in to cover it up. You notice, folks, there's there's a penchant. By the way, uh, I had the ability to, since I was trapped in my car, to listen to uh, uh, Mike Rivero's program, at least the last 15, 20 minutes of it. And, uh, yeah, the big cases from the FBI, some from the 70s, some from the 80s, and the reason why those are landmark cases, because the FBI doesn't do anything about cracking anything. 
they're more of an agency to cover for everybody else. Uh, I give you uh, Donald Trump, uh, Mr. Mueller, James Comey, Hillary Clinton, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Assistant Attorney General, whatever the hell his name, Rosen, Rosenstein. I'm so verklept. <laughs> At any rate, um, gee, I think I can fire up my computer now. Oh, you know this is really disconcerting because I'm, I'm, I think this is the first time I've, I've ever been late for my own show that I didn't have uh, a, at least a little cover. Uh, like the previous talk show host, <laughs> filling in for a few minutes. Yeah. At any rate, um, firing up, firing up. <laughs> a lot of interesting things going on. You know, I'm hearing blurbs out of the newly... I heard the other day uh, something about uh, there there hasn't been a CIA director that's been the Secretary of State in uh, many years. And that's under the State Department. The State Department is where a lot of our headaches, our covert crap went on for all of these years, emanating out of the State Department, going back to the 40s and the 50s. Uh, State Department, you would think, uh, would be, well, uh, some legitimate. Uh, it's been the breeding ground for a lot of no-goodniks over the years. All righty, here we go. Hallelujah. So, what we get with uh, Mike Pompeo? I, I, I don't. I don't. I'm even afraid to venture a guess. Uh, he's already. Since being Secretary of State, guy moves fast. Had a meeting with Netanyahu. Um, his imaginative presentation about Syria and their ability to build bombs and yeah, well that went back many years prior to 2003. And the fact that they unearthed all this stuff in just pristine condition out of some warehouse languishing somewhere. In war-torn Syria is a load of huda, basically. And the IAEA, which is being quoted, you know, this is, uh, yes, I understand it's a UN, whatever. But even the Atomic Energy Agency said it has no credible evidence Iran was working on developing a nuclear explosive device after 2009, and that the U.N.'s nuclear watchdog considered the issue closed. Well, but Mike Pompeo, uh, there were signatories, by the way, folks, on this Iran deal. You know, Donald Trump is making this sound like uh, it was his deal and it's his to quash or or not. Uh, There were five countries in on that deal. Germany, United States, jolly old England, France, and I think there was one other. Am I leaving anybody off here? Probably am. But the United States pops up, and all of a sudden, well, it's France and it's England that's siding. That's, I guess that's democracy, three out of five. Three out of five countries go, oh, no, 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 no. They were building nuclear weapons, and they still plan to. 
And this is so micro-thin. It is, you can see through it. And Donald Trump saying that, yeah, we're going to get out of Syria. No, we're not going to get out of Yeah, we're going to get out of Syria. Oh, but now there's going to be forces left behind to occupy Syria. Oh, what, what, is this just so Donald Trump can keep a promise that uh, he's going to get out of Syria and bring in coalition forces to what? To unseat Assad? You know, if, and I, and I hate to say this, because this flies in the conventional wisdom of the neocons and the mainstream media. Um, if I was Bashir al-Assad, I would invite my own coalition in, aside from the Russians, to defend and restore that country at whatever cost. Now, would this keep the United States out of this? Well, it may or it may not. But the problem with this thing is simply we're over there, have been for years, trillions of dollars, millions of lives lost, and this was all because credible threats were posed against the United States, which was one gigantic, big, fat, double-think lie. Without a doubt. The evidence is in. Or, should I say, the lack of evidence. I'm sorry? Okay. That might be him there right now. So it doesn't look like we're going to deviate from we need to smash and then rebuild seven countries in the Middle East. We might change players, but the job will still be done. I mean, this is incredible, folks. Think about this. How would you feel if you were a citizen of this country and we had forces that invaded this country and then we had other countries as well funding the operations to basically bomb this thing to burned out cinder, our country, flip the government, do all of that. Would you be tolerant of that? Well, I would like to think that your answer would be no. But then it begs the question, why are we tolerant of our government doing the same thing to other people? Uh, Good for the goose, good for the gander comes to mind. And this has to stop. The, The deep state and the actors, the sock puppets, the Pompeos, the people that you see, The head of the agencies are up in front of the cameras. These are the sock puppets. These orders are coming from much, much, much deeper. And if you think that, oh, a policy is one that they sit around in their little discussion rooms and discuss what the policy uh, going forward for the United States should be, given a circumstance, given a time, given a date, given any place, given a name, given a... I don't care that somehow that there's a few people sitting around making up the policy, what's going to be the United States policy, you are sadly mistaken. You got him on the phone. For now. I'm on. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. 
Okay, I'm trying to work up the Skype thing, so we're going to be, have to do it on the phone. Well, Gordon Martinez, first of all, how are you, sir? Well, I'm doing good. I'm doing a lot better than I was last year when I was on uh, your show, and I'm uh, currently running for sheriff of Clark County, Nevada. Yeah, I, I've heard, and uh, <laughs> you were uh, known pretty much for knowing where all the bodies are buried out there. Well, you, the only way you could do that is by doing it from the inside. So any anybody that uh, thinks they can come out from the outside to try and uh, run for this position, well, they're nuts. If, unless you know where the bodies are buried and all the, the dirt, well, you're just wasting your time, and you're going to be chewed up and, and spit out if uh, you uh, were elected sheriff. Well, when is the election taking place? Well, the primary election is going to be in June the 12th. And uh, if people don't go out and vote uh, uh, on that time, well, only two candidates are going to go to the general election in uh, December. Or, excuse me, November. And uh, only two candidates. There's, there's five candidates for sheriff that are running right now. Out of the five, in your estimation, who has the best chance of winning? Well, of course I do, because I'm the only real <laughs> actually running for the position. All the others are just fake cops. They're administrators or policy enforcers. Hell, what do we got? We got a public information officer. We've got the president of the school police union. You know, I mean, what is that? And then uh, the uh, the fifth or the other one, uh, his last name is Hiney, H-E-I-N-Y or something. I don't even know what he is. He wasn't even a cop. And then, of course, uh, we've got the most corrupt, uh, uh, you know, uh, lily-livered, BB balls, uh, uh, incumbent sheriff on the face of the planet. And uh, who that? Who wants him? I mean, his claim to fame uh, lately was uh, the debacle over there on October first, the Mandalay Bay massacre. I mean, he couldn't even keep his lies straight. And there he is, blubbering like a little girl in front of the camera, uh, letting everybody know what a human being he is and how bad he feels. I mean, this is ridiculous. Well, and, the, gotta, and, and Gordon, Gordon, it was rather interesting, and, and the rest of the country got to see uh, how well this guy took his job, but more importantly, how well he took direction from the FBI. Oh, you betcha. I'm glad everybody... I, 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 the uh, FBI behind them with their arms folded and uh, nodding their head uh, with the story that uh, the makeshift story that they came out with. All right, hold on a second, Gordon. Are you, get, are you able to switch over during the break? I'll try. I'm trying now. All righty. We'll be back in three minutes. Gordon Martinez out in Las Vegas where there's always been a roll of the dice, but maybe once too often, this guy needs to get in there. As a listener of RBN, you're surely concerned about being informed and being ready for whatever may come. Please consider the following questionnaire as a soul-jarring wake-up call. If you answer no to more than two of these following questions, you probably aren't going to make it through any major disruption in our country. The questions were compiled by people that have been there. Are you really ready? Do you own your own firearm for the primary defense and protection of you and your loved ones? Have you ever been professionally trained to stand against life-threatening behavior? Have you ever practiced enough to fire 500 rounds during a two- to four-day time frame, day and night? 
Can you load, unload, fire, and clear a jam in total darkness? Have all the adults in your household been professionally trained? Are you, life and death, comfortable with your abilities with pistol, revolver, shotgun, and rifle? Are you aware that everything that you do to prepare for an emergency is a waste of time, money, and energy? If you haven't honed your abilities to their highest level to protect and keep what you have, do you have the repair parts that will most likely be needed for each of your firearm, and do you have the ability to install those parts? Could you completely clean every firearm you own? Are you aware that your body won't go where your mind hasn't been? In other words, without proper training, followed by regular practice, you probably will not win a gunfight. Well, how did you measure up? Take the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to start correcting your deficiencies by receiving your Commander Lifetime Membership with Front Sight Firearms Training Facility. A one-time donation to RBN for $500 will give you a Commander Lifetime Membership at Front Sight as a tremendously huge thank you bonus. See details on RBN's webpage to make it happen. The clock is ticking. You had better be ready before it happens. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. get the feeling somebody is watching me. You know, I did notice one thing, and the FBI is good for this, uh, Gordon Martinez. Uh, after the October shooting out there, what was it, 47 people killed, uh, the FBI swoops in and grabs up all the surveillance camera footage that was recorded, and I mean everything. Well, you know that they're going, uh, the police department in Lombardo are going through this uh this uh, thing about releasing all those uh, all those videos, and they're—if uh, I know the LVMPD in Lombardo—they're just going to stall this until everybody forgets about it. And uh, that's something that that shouldn't be done. It uh, uh, nobody should forget about it. And it was 58 people killed, and the latest number is over 600 injured. Okay, so uh, you know this is something that that's that's pretty major. And we ain't getting the truth on that whole thing. Well, and let me yeah. let me back you up here, Gordon. Uh, I, and I wanted to go through your record. Um, you're you're more qualified uh, 
by your own explanation of who the running who's running for office out there for county sheriff um what is your background in law enforcement well you know uh, i think i told you before i have 39 years actual years in the trenches with the blood and the guts and the beer uh in law enforcement I've been a police officer with the LVMPD for uh, 36 years and four years in the Hermosa Beach Police Department. So it has a total of uh, 39-plus years in law enforcement. I've worked just about every assignment that there is in law enforcement other than uh, juvenile sexual assault and narcotics. I mean, that, those are two areas uh, uh, that basically, if you're in there too long, I'll make you crazy. But anyway... Um, I've worked uh, fraud. I've worked a motorcycle traffic uh, officer. I've worked I've SWAT. I was a SWAT team leader, uh, naturally patrol. And then uh, my my the love of my life was robbery homicide, which I spent about 16 years in. So I've got a pretty good handle on what's going on in the uh, uh, in the uh, uh, law enforcement realm. Uh, there's really not too much that you couldn't ask me that I wouldn't have some kind of knowledge of. I've either heard it, seen it, or done it uh, that you could come up with. So, uh, so, so, based, so, Gordon, based on uh, based on your track record, it would seem to me, and I hope you're doing this. I don't know who's running your campaign out there, but it would. AJ, AJ Manborg is my campaign manager. She's been that uh, for the last three terms that I've uh, I've run, and uh, she is my campaign manager. <laughs> That's uh, Alice Jean Manborg. Okay, uh, and I hope she's stressing. Uh, you know, people want to know. Okay, you're running for office, whether you're running for dog catcher or county sheriff or whatever. It's about record and experience. Uh, if if I'm reading this correctly, you've got it hands down on everybody else, including the incumbent out there. Oh, absolutely. Hell, you can probably uh, add up all their experience, and it still wouldn't match mine. And if some people say that, well, I don't have any experience in handling major incidences like, like the Mandalay Bay. Well, that isn't true. As a matter of fact, in 2001, which is a, a kind of like a pivotal year, all the things that were happening, Las Vegas had a bomb scare, a bomb threat at uh, U.S. 95 and uh, Tropicana. Now, the, the world doesn't know about this. Uh, I was aware of it because I was the bomb guy. I was the bomb guy for the entire department. So I go moseying on out there after I was called that there's a bomb threat at this telemarketing place, right? So uh, patrol goes on out there and does their initial investigation, and lo and behold, they find a uh, U-Haul truck, a big one, that's stolen, that's parked in the parking lot. Well, everybody kind of like panics. Because, uh, you know, they're going back to the mirror building in Oklahoma City. That was a, that was a rider truck, I believe. And it, that was stolen too. And so they put two and two together, figure we got another one of those. So who do they call? Moi. Okay. So I go on out there and I, uh, basically take charge of the entire scene. Now I'm working on two things. One, the bomb threat that came into the telemarketing place that was in this parking lot. And I'm dealing with a potential, uh, a bomb or device that's in the uh, U-Haul truck. All right, so the initial stuff, we called in the bomb dogs. You know, they can go ahead and sniff around the uh, U-Haul truck. Lo and behold, all three of them 
key or alert on the U-Haul truck. Well, of course, the uh, anxiety level kind of like goes up, jumps up about 10 points. And uh, the next thing that happens is they're asking me, what do we do now? Well, I just came from the school that, uh, had, uh, that had all this training. It's the, down in New Mexico, the Energetic Materials uh, School down in New Mexico. I spent three weeks down there. Lovely place, just lovely. Anyway, uh, they wouldn't even let me back on the airplane because they had uh, the, uh, the the chemical uh, detectors at the uh, at the metal detector. Uh, I had been around nitrate so much that they wouldn't even let me in. I had to strip down, and they basically had to had to make sure that I wasn't carrying any explosives. All right, we're we're at the bottom of the hour here, Gordon. Uh, let's see if we can't get you hooked up on Skype during this bottom of the hour break. We'll be back in three minutes. My guest today, Gordon Martinez, used to have a program on this network, is now running for county sheriff out in Nevada. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Do you worry a lot? If you're forgetful, nervous, moody, or overwhelmed, chances are you're not protecting yourself from the ravaging effects of stress and anxiety. No matter the cause, ongoing stress and elevated levels of the stress hormone cortisol can rob your memory, your health, your quality of life, and your future. Now you can combat the effects of stress and anxiety while improving your memory and recall at the same time with the dietary supplement Calm and Clever. Studies show that the ingredients in Calm and Clever reduce cortisol by as much as 30% in as little as 1 to 2 weeks and increase your ability to recall facts, names, and numbers in 4 to 12 weeks. Calm and Clever was created by scientist Kurt Hendricks, a principal investigator in two NIH-funded studies on Alzheimer's disease. Try Calm and Clever for two months. You'll feel the difference. Call 1-800-758-8746 or go to calmandclever.com. This is too good to be true, except this time it is real. 100%. No joke. How about a $25,000 membership to Front Sight Firearms Training Facility as a thank you bonus for a one-time donation to RBN of only $500? It is a Commander Lifetime membership with no yearly fees or dues. The training is free for the rest of your life with over 50 different classes. Then leave it to your designated beneficiary. You provide the approved firearm, holster, ammo, eye, and ear protection. Many features and bonuses are included, more than you would ever expect or believe. This is the ultimate graduation present, wedding gift, etc., etc. See the details. Go to RBN's webpage and frontsite.com to make it happen. May 5th is the last day you will hear this offer on this radio network. Help keep RBN alive. Tell five. Extendivite really works. Just listen to what some people have to say. About six months ago, my wife bought Extendivite. She didn't tell me she was giving it to me. So after about three days, I said, maybe, you know, maybe the weather's changed or something. I said, my, my, my legs feel really good. And she goes, well, I've been giving you this stuff, and it was the Extendivite. And you know that I'm about 75% better. 
I can actually climb stairs now, and I can get up out of chairs. I can I can even get down and you know like have to work under a table or a computer table and work on a computer. I can actually get back up off the floor. You know what? It's an amazing product. I can't believe I didn't think anything short of having surgery was going to help. Extendivite is only sixty nine ninety five for a two month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's one eight seven seven nine two eight 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 two two or visit partdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend Ovite. All tape was bad, you to me. I can't use it anymore. It's been too dark, too dark to see. All right, we are back talking with Gordon Martinez. Gordon, how long did you do a show on the network? Well, I'm thinking probably about uh, seven or eight months. It, uh, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, you know, kind of like vent a little bit. Well, be, I, I was more than pleased to do it because you know how rare it is to run across an honest cop. <laughs> you know, in my business, uh, that's very true. You know, I've come across some that really shouldn't have been police officers, but uh, it's it's very difficult to get rid of them if you get my drift. Oh yeah, yeah, they have their protection. One's covering the for yes, I, I get it. All right, well, yeah. let, let's get into the Mandalay Bay shooting. Well, I will, but let me finish this bottom because it was kind of interesting. I'll, I'll make it pretty quick. Okay. Okay, this bottom one, all right, so uh, now we're really into it, and they uh, just about everybody fainted when I told them we need a, a mile radius around that U-Haul truck, a mile up and a mile down. So they shut mm. down a, a runway for the airport, uh, they shut down the freeway, US-95, and they evacuated 4,500 people around this U-Haul truck, okay, 4,500 people, mile radius. Okay, well, that lasted pretty much the full day, 10.30 to about 12.30 at night. So now uh, the uh, the DOD and the, the bomb techs, they go in there, they try to break into the uh, U-Haul, they do, and they find uh, just a bunch of clothes and shoes in there. Uh, we have no idea why the bomb dogs alerted on it. Maybe somebody was transporting some fertilizer and they, the dogs uh, keyed on that, but whatever. Anyway, uh, the bottom line is I ran the entire uh, situation. I tried to give it to the, my sergeant, lieutenant, captain, deputy chief. I said, here you go, folks. You, you know, you're the guy that's supposed to be in charge. And they went, no, 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 we don't want to do that. We want to stay in the big motorhome they had out there and drink coffee and watch TV while I handled this thing on the hood of a patrol car in grease pen. Well, anyway, the bottom line is that it was phony. It didn't happen. I finally got the guy that made the bomb threat. He got seven years in prison. Okay, and I got a little plaque which said basically uh, I uh, had the most expensive incident that the uh, LVMPD has ever had in their history. Uh, it was like uh, almost $2 million in overtime and all the other uh, services that uh, were affected. <laughs> now, you about the Mandalay Bay? No, wait a minute. Let me back up here a second. Uh, yeah, it was the now. This was the bill was due because of the lengthy investigation. That's correct. Okay, the, uh, the officers that were called in to help evacuate the 40, uh, 45, 4,500 people 
And uh, I think about 30 of them had to be medevaced out of their homes and put up in uh, high school shelters and, and all this other stuff. The point I'm trying to make is, is that if somebody says that I don't have the experience, my God, how many, how many of them have ever handled a major incident like that and uh, successfully uh, brought it to a conclusion? And I did. I was the guy that was totally in charge. I had the FBI, the NDI, the BATF, all of them involved and working for me. They were under my direction and control, and eventually uh, we solved it and, uh, and got the uh, guy that made the, the bomb threat that was totally unrelated to the uh, stolen U-Haul truck. But that's how things are. You have to do it that way or else, or else, uh, you know, something terrible could happen because uh, a U-Haul truck filled with info or something like that uh, could wipe out an area of at least a mile radius. And I've been to bomb experiments that uh, four miles away, a third of what Timothy McVeigh used, it, it was in a motorhome, when it went off, it damn near knocked me down, and I'm four miles away. So uh, people just don't have any clue yeah. about how powerful these uh, explosives can be and how much damage they can do. Well, and, and so, thank, thanks to the work of General Ben Parton, at least on the... Uh, on the issue here of the Oklahoma City bombing, it wasn't the AMFO that did the damage. It was the high-frequency charges that were placed inside that building. Well, I tell you, that's the kind of stuff that I would like to expose behind any of the major instances that the LBMPD has has run, and I concur with you. Yeah, there were other bombs that were not exploded that were found inside the uh, MERM building. Which wasn't the work of one lone nutbag uh, that wanted to be special forces, and we well, only kind of had an attitude because the army wouldn't let him do that. Uh, and the right. whole the whole story was was concocted. I knew uh, the Nichols brothers. I had met them and talked with them before. I never met McVeigh, but here's one for you, Gordon. Uh, when they wheeled uh, Timmy the McVeigh out after the execution. Uh, it was reported by eyewitnesses that the man was still breathing. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if he was a cutout, he was promised something, or just hauled out of there and he was the cutout or whatever the case might have been. But that's another issue at another time. I wish you would have been on the police force down there. Uh, maybe some things would have turned out differently. Now, um, your gold shield, how long were you a gold shield on the uh, Las Vegas Police Department? A gold seal, probably about twenty-five years. Man, I, I wish the heck I wish the heck I was running your campaign out there because I'd run you strictly on your record and I'd beat everybody out there. Right, and you know what a gold seal uh, implies, right? Uh, that implies that you're a detective, and that implies that you're good at your assigned job. That is correct. That is correct. The. Uh, the gold shield, uh, especially in New York, uh, is kind of like a, a separate entity from uh, from patrol. Mm-hmm. Now, patrol and the gold shield detectives uh, are the ones actually that do the real police work. Okay, that's how it works. Uh, anybody that makes rank, like sergeant, lieutenant, captain, deputy chief, they no longer do police work. They enforce the the policy. Their administrators and their supervisors, but they don't do the actual nuts and bolts police work. So when you're a gold shield, that's kind of like patrol is like fast foods, okay? 
And the gold shield is the gourmet meal where you get to sit down and, and enjoy your meal, okay? That's where the investigative part of any, any uh, action or most actions that patrol does. They have to do it that way. They have to do fast food because they, they go and they do the, uh, the preliminary stuff, get it ready for the detectives, and then they move on. Uh, they can't stay with uh, one uh, case until it's uh, concluded. Mm. So the movies just don't do uh, justice, really, to what their assignment is. Why do I get the distinct impression, if you get the county sheriff out there in Clark right. County, that you're not going to be shining the uh, your backside of your britches on a chair? You're going to be more actively involved. Well, uh, in order for me to clean up that police department, I'm going to have to be really actively involved. There's only there's only one way to do it, and that's the only way I can do it, is to dig in, expose the corruption, uh, and believe it or not, I, I, I feel in my heart, and it's already happening, uh, the resignations are going to be right and left, because they know I, I'm not going to give up until this stuff is cleaned up. And the only way for the public to ever have any faith or any trust in the police department is to expose this corruption so that the uh, police who are absolutely powerless, I'm telling you, they're absolutely powerless without the public's eyes and ears. The public's eyes and ears give us the information so that we can go out and help clean up uh, the, the uh, criminal activity in the community. Without that, forget it. It's not going to happen. And uh, when seconds count, and I love this phrase, when seconds count, when you, when people are in trouble, uh, the police are minutes away. Okay? And, and that's so true. That is so true. The fact is, there's a five-minute delay in when somebody calls in. They call in, and before that call gets to the uh, patrol officer's uh, radio, five minutes go by. Now you're talking five. Now you're talking about a call, a 911 call that goes through a dispatcher. The dispatcher has to take the information and relay it on to uh, the patrol to get somebody on scene. Uh, is that a reasonable amount of time, five minutes? That's, uh, about, that's probably about the minimum. And that's uh, with a 911 call, obtaining the information, and then it goes through the uh, system over to the uh, dispatcher. You know, the call taker takes it and then transfers it to the dispatcher, and then the dispatcher has to read it. And then eventually it goes to a, a clear unit so that they can respond immediately. And it's about five minutes, any way you cut it. Hmm. You know, I had a business in uh, South Austin, and I had a little sign on my wall. Uh, and the SWAT guys were showing up down there, Y2K, to buy some stuff just in case things went awry. And it was it was quite a scene when I showed up, and I was the first one there at about 8.55 in the morning. I showed up, and all these black cars were pulling in, and all these guys were getting out in black, and I'm looking around, and I'm going, okay, what did I do now? <laughs> I got out of the car, and a captain approached me, and he said, um, you got preparedness stuff, right? And he, yeah, and he says, well, I guess we're in the right place. But down well, there, down there, Gordon, there was a sign on my wall, and a lot of cops there made comment. Uh, my sign says... Uh, Around here, we don't call nine one one. Oh, I like, yeah. I like it. Yeah, and 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 one cop asked me why. I I said, well, I said I don't know how you do. I know how I do, but I don't know how you do what you do. And I said, but you guys show up sometimes between death and rigor mortis. And I says, and I don't <laughs> see, I don't see what earthly good that would do me. It's real hard to interview a corpse. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I have, uh, on mine, uh, uh, at least on my desk, I'm surprised they allowed me to, to do that. Uh, it said, uh, so many criminals, so little time. So, just, uh, you know, that it's it's true, though. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a truth, truism. Uh, police work, and again, I, I can't emphasize this more, without the public's assistance, uh, the police are powerless. They really are. And uh, you've got to develop that trust uh, uh, one way or the other. And right now, there is no trust between the LVMPD and the community of Las Vegas and Clark County. It's just, uh, it's not there. You talk to anybody, well, and that's just ask them that question. You trust your police? No way. No way, Jose. I mean, that's the, that's the attitude. Well, and I can, I can remember starting when somebody says, well, you know, I'm a cop and this and that. And he goes, ah, ah, the city's finest. I haven't heard that term in so long. I, I think it's probably uh, disappeared now. And there ain't anybody going to say that about your police force. The finest. Well, okay, that was the term there I, and i want to run this by you um because jack burns did a story and it was on the austin pd and it was uh, on on the subject of recruits now i am shocked that KVU, which i think is nbc down here in austin i may be an error could be abc i'm sorry mike abc okay I'm shocked yeah. that they did their own little investigation and that the a- APD at the behest of some people looking into, well, um, people that wanted to become police officers. And I, I just want to read you this short section of the story. Uh, you do. It takes at least four years of college to uh, for an enlisted person in the military to become a military officer. And that's okay. if you do the shake and bake, which is quite a contrast from the mere nine months it takes for a police officer to earn the title. But according to a group of 10 former Austin Police Department recruits who wanted to become peace officers, known as peace officer, just okay. like the military, the Austin PD is training warriors instead of guardians. The former okay. recruits are now blowing the whistle and claiming that the type of mentality they encountered is not what they signed up for and is not representative of the greater Austin community. Summer Spizak, a 38-year-old former tech employee who participated in nine weeks of the eight-month academy uh, last year, said instructors told her and other cadets that they would punch them in the face if they said they wanted to be a peace officer to help people. Now, Spizak and others are now sounding the alarm for the public, saying the police are being trained to view community members as the enemy and not their fellow citizens. It's so different from what is portrayed. It's so different from my expectation of the Austin Police Department, according to Spizak. Now, they continued by describing another former recruit's observation of the police training. Jonathan Murray, who now works for Sales and Dale, which I can see from my window right here in Round Rock, said instructors repeatedly degraded the homeless and prostitutes, referring to them as cockroaches and suggesting they find a transient if they were bored and wanted a felony arrest. What they're, what they're doing here, and, and, and you want to talk about a break between the public and the police, uh, these guys, it's a warrior mentality. It's not one of uh, peace as when I grew up. I never viewed the police as being baton-wielding, oppressive, make-the-wrong-move-you-get-shot kind of thing. 
I always looked at the police. If something goes wrong, those guys are there. Right. But now, even the common citizen with all the stuff, and there are a lot of police officers in this country, a lot. And sometimes, to their detriment, some really bad stuff happens. It gets put on YouTube, and it goes viral. But there seems to be more and more incidences demonstrating that, you know, you are going to comply, and if you don't, you're going to get tased. You know, you might get batoned. Hell, you might even get shot. If you look like you're doing the wrong thing, you might be right. shot and killed. What was your what was your experience with the attitude of the uh, Las Vegas PD out there? What, what was their mentality? Well, you got to understand. I went to two police academies. I went to LASD, Los Angeles Sheriff's Department Academy, and then I went to the LVMPD Academy. I went to two of them. Right now, that mentality that you're talking about about uh, and it's and basically it could be classified as survival tactics. If you go out there complacent, you're going to get killed. And that's why we make uh, officers that just don't fit in are so complacent and so dumb when it comes to officer survival techniques. We encourage them to promote. So that's what you see with sergeants and lieutenants and whatnot are misfits that did not make it in the patrol division. That uh, the best way to get rid of them is and not get you hurt or them killed, is to promote them. And that was the mentality way back then. I'm not sure if they had uh, uh, stopped that, uh, because we got some real doozies as uh, as supervisors. But anyway, um, that mentality of the warrior um, uh, thing, I, I, we, I never heard it, actually, that it called that, the, the warrior mentality in the police department. Now... The defensive tactics stuff that we did, uh, and it was, either way, it was kind of brutal. I mean, you put on the gloves and the headgear, and you go against somebody that's relatively, uh-oh, we got something else going on? We got a break. Hopefully, oh, okay. hopefully we'll be able to hook you up on the Skype here during this break. I'm working on this thing, and you can't believe it. <laughs> hey, you're talking to a guy I've seen a lot. <laughs> I can believe anything. Gordon Martinez is my guest. We'll be right back. No reason to get excited. Do you know there is an ongoing war right here in America? Are you aware that U.S. citizens have been classified as enemies of the state since 1933? Have you recognized that our entire government is really a vast network of interlocking corporations engaged in commerce? Look up Title 28, Section 3002. Tune in to In Defense of Humanity on Saturday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. Find out what's really going on and learn how to protect yourself and your family as flesh and blood men and women living in a corporate reality. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, 
quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. AirOutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at AirOutfitting.com. Many people write us about their experience with Extendivite. Allow me to read you some from Amazon.com. It really does work like the review says it does. I cannot believe that after the first few days, I didn't feel as sluggish or clogged up. It has had a profound impact on my physical, emotional well-being. I'm skeptical as most people about products and their claims, and I never write reviews. But this is a wonderful product, and I recommend it to everyone. Great product. It has brought my blood pressure from the mid-150s over the 80s to the mid-130s over mid-80s. Along with diet and exercise in just the past couple of months. Excellent. Thank you, David. Tell us your story. Get Extendivite today. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. back talking with Gordon Martinez, uh, ex-talk show host on the network. Uh, you had to drop because you ran into some health problems. You had bone spurs in your feet. You could barely walk. But you got yourself repaired, and then you, man, you went at light speed. You're you're in the best physical shape that you've been in in a lot of years, Gordon. Well, I, I appreciate uh, you bringing that up. And yes, I have. Uh, I went through a little bad well, I could hardly even get out of bed. If anybody's ever experienced heel spurs, well, I've got both both heels are like that, and I'll just go into the restroom with a with a task. But anyway, uh, I wanted to get back to this uh, yeah. training that I went through in two police academies, LASD, and uh, well, in those days it was LASO and uh, the LVMPD. That uh, warrior mentality, if anything was remotely uh, similar to the warrior mentality that they're teaching in some of these other police academies, it was directed at the criminal, okay? It was always directed at the criminal. It, and there's a misnomer is that the people in the community were considered uh, lefted or lowlifes or subhumans, and that's not true. You, you're there to protect and serve those people, but we are the actual super enemy of criminals, and and be advised if you're going to break the law and and, uh, and you're a criminal, uh, we're going to take care of business and you know just about whatever it takes to do it. Well, as long as it's within the law, uh, we're going to do it. So uh, I I, I kind of like uh, it bothers me a little bit to have somebody come out with this uh, thing that you just read to me, and that mentality is not 
directed toward the the uh, law-abiding general public, and that and you got to separate that. I don't remember anybody ever saying that uh, the general public were a bunch of low-life uh, ingrates that uh, you know don't deserve our protection, but we're going to give it to them anyway because they're paying us a nice salary. I've never heard of anything like that, and uh, uh, that's what this person uh, and I forgot the name of the person that uh, wrote this article uh, is implying. And uh, I don't, uh, I don't uh, subscribe to that at all. Well, you, I, you, and, you, you may not personally, but Gordon, I've been doing this for twenty six years, yeah, and, and yeah. I can't, and I cannot tell you how many stories. I mean, I've interviewed police officers, I've interviewed judges, I've interviewed lawyers. I've interviewed a lot of people in and around what is described as being law enforcement. And what I've discovered in the last couple of years is the officer safety thing. That, you know, in in formation, the last thing out of the guy's mouth is stay safe out there. Make it home tonight. Now, a lot of these guys are taking that literally. If they feel threatened. Now, now let let me qualify this. If they feel okay. threatened, they don't see a weapon, they think there might be one, or if somebody makes a sudden move but they don't see a gun, uh, the, the triggers are being pulled. People are being shot. And multiple uh, multiple officers showing up at a scene, I've seen this happen repeatedly. One starts firing shots, boom, they're all firing shots. Well, well, absolutely. Gotta... It's called a Me Too shoot. A Me Too shoot. Okay, we've got a top-of-the-hour break here. That was a short segment, Gordon. And we've got a 20-minute segment coming up. Did your computer computer come back on, by the way? I uh, turned everything off, started all over. I'm downloading Skype now, and they're making me go through the loop. But I'm doing my best I can. Oh, okay. All right, well, we were going to attempt to call you on the Skype rather than reinstalling it. So uh, I hope you're – am I on a cell phone or a hard line right now? cell phone right now do you want me to get on a, you want to call me on my hard line maybe that'll be clear yeah it, it certainly will we won't have to worry about the batteries running out i'll tell you what uh, the producer hang on a second he'll get your other number get your other number here and he'll call you right back okay sounds good all righty thank you gordon Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.